Hello, everyone. Crypto traders around the world. Crypto Talk Radio, Basic Cryptonomics is back with another episode. Thankful for you joining us here today. Let's kick this off real quick. Won't take us long. We've got a couple bits and bulbs to get out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. CryptoTalkRadio.net is the site. You can check out all of our various episodes, download, listen. We appreciate if you'd spread the word. The more people that we get listening to our show and our various episodes, the more people we get on board with what we're doing. The greater we can be, the more we can serve you. We appreciate you. We appreciate any word that you can spread as well. And CryptoTalkRadio.net continues to be updated. We are adding content constantly until we are satisfied with the outcome. So keep tuned on that same channel for more and more to come in the future. And we will let you know anytime that we make any changes that are significant, at least, or anything that's new launched. Of course, our Triad membership in the upper right corner, click that, and it'll let you know about the different plans that we have available if you want to support the show. Keep us doing what we're doing. Pass up us a little bit of money. It's not a lot, but you get a lot of value for each of those tiers. Check that out at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news for today. Folks, I'm at a stop point with my endeavor, and now seems like the perfect time to go ahead and record today's episode for Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. And this is a special episode. It's a special episode because... There was a request from one of our triad members, Frantic, shout out to Frantic. And Frantic specifically wanted me to talk about a topic a little bit in depth, and I'm going to focus this episode on that material today. I'm going to go high level on my endeavor just to get a status update on where I'm at. Real high level on triad, and then we're going to jump right into this because I think it's important. But just so you know, triad members get the opportunity to request anything of me for coverage. I can they can ask me to cover any token they want or any process they want or anything at all. Now, as more people join the triad, of course, we balance and schedule, so the timing might vary, but that's one of the perks of the triad is you can ask one of the tiers, you can ask us to do coverage and, you know, it's like, "I'm your puppet." That's what that is. So, for frantic, uh, this episode is dedicated to your response and I'll make sure that uh, I update you as well in our Discord channel. Uh, that this is completed so you can listen to it at your leisure as you're riding down the street in your fancy car. So first with the Endeavor, real quick. Uh, The Endeavor has gotten to a settled state. We're calmer, much calmer, much smoother. Things are easier. I've got the work cadence that I want. I'm no longer feeling like there's this, eh, you know, roller coaster ride. Everything's a lot smoother. The challenge is I'm still working to try to get relocated. And that's a bear because the most of these rental companies, they're not, they don't want my money as I've talked about multiple times. I'm working with my contact on a new arrangement that's going to speed up his payments to me. And I just sent him the first of the materials that he wanted in a new flow. And if he goes with it, that will solve at least a little bit of a problem because it'll speed up how much money gets to me and how fast it gets to me so that I can start at least planning potentially towards just buying a condo or something so that I can get the relocation started. Because my lease expires, for those that don't know, in the uh, basically the end of October. So I need to tell them what I'm going to do by the end of August, I believe it is, for whether I'm going to renew or not. And then they want 60 days notice if I'm not going to do it. And it's all fiasco. So I am motivated, and that's part of my time consumption, is to figure out how I can get out of Nevada. That's like number one on my list. They're open with just whatever you need to do to get settled. As long as you get the work done for us, we're cool. So my priority one is just get out of Nevada. 
there's always those options, you know, like extended stay. The problem is I need to be able to receive mail. There's internet speed standards I need to meet in order to deliver the content that you expect of me. That's where we are on that. We will see how it goes over time. I'm confident we'll get to some settled state just for right now. It's going to be a little bit painful as I kind of work through this nonsense. So let's get to our topic. And our topic is around, it's, it's around Coinbase, but it's a larger conversation around the SEC and what they recently have taken actions to do that happened to affect Coinbase, mostly because Coinbase kind of did a YOLO into things. And there's more to the story for those that have not followed this situation. You have to start from the beginning. There are two organizations, and I, I say organizations in quotes, air quotes, because really there's one official organization and there's one kind of a somewhat official but not fully yet official in my mind organization when we talk about fiat and you know cryptocurrency and everything that has to do with securities and everything that has to do with that, 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 that. So we've got a lot going on. And when the SEC gets involved, it is around the fiat side. They are around everything that's fiat related. And it mostly has to do, there's certain targeted things they care about, but it's mostly to do with any sort of trading that involves fiat. So when we say trading, we're talking to, from peer to peer, we're talking through centralized exchanges, the stock market, whatever. And they're targeting specific situations where people could be ripped off. And you're listening to me and you're like, well, geez, that's crypto. Do you do? And you're correct, which is why eyes are now on these products and what's happening. And so here's what at a high level has been happening. The United States has been trying to force, arguably, force this other organization that is not the SEC to be in charge of everything having to do with cryptocurrency. And that's the CFTC. Now, with the CFTC, they're around commodities. And in their mind, cryptocurrency being a commodity, as it might be in certain cases, fits better in the CFTC for the purposes of enforcement. However, the CFTC historically has not dealt with anything when you deal with the fiat and getting ripped off on the fiat side. So if I trade commodities, and this goes to like other things I'm not going to detail here, but if I trade commodities with somebody on a central exchange, there's an assumption around the price. There's an assumption around availability. There's an assumption around inventory available for a trading. There's an assumption around who's dictating where the price goes and levels to the prices and even arguably where, how high it can go, what, what, its, uh, what its velocity can be and what its volatility should be that they, somebody deems reasonable. Now, you might have heard at some point on the stock side that there are these situations where a, a, some stock will start going crazy, right? People start buying in and there's a halt. These halts, 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 halts. And the halts were built in to the system. They were actually built into the technical system for the purposes of trying to keep people from getting ripped off. In other words, they were trying to avoid pump and dump situations. You have some stock and it just automatically goes, right? And then it craps because somebody dumps it. You're listening to me and you're hearing saying, but that's happening in crypto. Yes, that's exactly what happens in crypto. So Gary Gensler, who's over the SEC, he comes out and he says, you know, we, we see these things that we're going to start going after these specific targeted things because we see people are getting ripped off. 
the CFTC has largely been passive and has not wanted to get involved because in their mind, it's a different layer. It's, it's technology, it's, it's code, it's blockchain. It's not really fiat until it is. And so now you get into this arguably pissing match between should fiat be the treatment or should it not? And all sides largely agree that Bitcoin is not by definition a security. And I'll talk about that here briefly in a moment. And they don't think that Ethereum is a security. I'll talk about that here in a moment. Well, now we get into this disconnected understanding because you, that means you're picking and choosing which cryptocurrencies are or are not securities based on whatever logic that you're trying to dictate. Where people, I think, are getting confused is they're not able to specifically define, well, what is a truly a security? And so then at some point in the past, this Howey test, which I encourage you to go and do a search on to read it, it's, a pretty, it's pretty involved, but there are simple bullets around it. The Howey test was always used to determine if something is truly a security or not by definition. They've tried to then pigeonhole that into cryptocurrency. And the biggest reason they failed is because fiat isn't involved. I always said that cryptocurrency has no value until you transact it, as in until you send it to an exchange and cash it out or you buy in, it doesn't really have any fiat equivalency. There's kind of this assumed fiat equivalency in terms of the expected value based on the last trade. So if there was a trade and it traded at eight bucks per, that's the assumed value. But if you're just holding a hundred thousand of them, you don't really have any realized value yet until you transact it. You'd have to sell it, buy whatever you do. And then fiat comes into play, but it's still not a fiat equivalency. And this is hard for people to wrap their head around, but crypto doesn't have any value until the point you transact it, that you transact it. So just because Think of it this way, just because you go to Dex Tools or Dex Screener or whatever, Trading View, and you see that the, the last traded value is what you're looking at is, for Bitcoin, is $22,000. That doesn't mean that you have that value in your wallet because it's not guaranteed that you are going to be able to sell yours for that same price. Why? Because it's constantly going up and down and sometimes there may not be exchange available. They don't have to trade for you. There could be blocks in your country. There's all these variables where your value isn't really there except when you do the transaction. That's when you realize the value that was quoted and it's going to be, it's going to change even when you do the transaction. So if somebody dumps off at 22,000 and it's trending downward, some of those might've been sold for 21,000, 20,000, 19,000. So how do you identify what the singular value is of a thing? That's where dollar cost averaging kind of comes into play of the thought between the spread of different prices as this keeps changing. So then the CFTC side, the commodity side, has never taken a stance of this is a security, this is a financial, da, 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 da. and under the Howey test at a high level, it's assuming that there's an investment of money, which, yes, there's an investment because you buy it, right? That's a transaction. With a reasonable expectation of profit derived from the efforts of others. So now here's where it gets gray areas. That last part there is expectation of profit derived from the efforts of others. So when you see some of these token projects and they're saying that we're going to do this. And as a result of that, your price is going to go to the moon. Doot, doot. That's fitting in the definition of profit derived profit, right? You're going to profit from, and then derived from the efforts. We're going to do this of others which is the token devs. It's gray because profit 
comes in and profit generally only applies when you have transacted. So people who are holding in something that's not the central exchange have not profited. Just because you see that the price is going up, you don't get any realized profit until you sell that bad boy. And if you never sell it, you didn't realize any profit, which basically cheats in the Howey test because fiat hasn't come into play yet. So at a high level, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with this kind of, it's, it's almost gamesmanship in the way that they're circumventing being described at it. And then when you talk about Bitcoin and Ethereum and the reason that to say they're not, it's because in Bitcoin, there's no dev that's building a thing to benefit you or have you increase profit. Bitcoin's price is largely sentiment driven. It's driven by price activity. It's not driven by any specific actions some dev is taking to increase your value of it, even if you were to buy and sell it. That's what exempts that one. Same with Ethereum. Ethereum is doing development, but the development is not specifically giving you an expectation of profit. It's simply saying, we're going to make the network faster. We're going to optimize gas fees, which isn't profit. That's a savings, not profit. We're going to do all these things to streamline, think of a highway system as I've used the analogy. We are going to fix all the potholes. We're going to add more lanes. We're going to do this to let cars go faster. You're not really going to profit off it. We're just doing it because it's a framework thing, which is what exempts it. So they've come up with this thought of there are these things people are doing in cryptocurrency where they are clearly not securities because the action, there's no central authority taking actions that benefit you or give you profit. Even in the DeFi space, they could say they're doing something and it's going to raise the price, but you're not going to really profit till you sell it. Summary. Well, now <laughs> there are these tokens out there and this is going to be somewhat complex. Follow me here. And I do encourage you to do further research to learn a little bit more because I don't want to spend too much time. But so you understand, there are certain tokens out there where what they've tried to do, and I've talked about it with my DEX finance coverage as why I stay away from those. There are certain token projects where what they, they specifically do is they build up something that is designed to invest in something. So like Terra, right? Terra and the whole UST, mostly UST, but the whole Terra ecosystem in of itself wasn't really doing much other than you have this UST and it's trying, it's, it's dependent on this Bitcoin stake and anything craps and it all goes to hell, right? But then you have these other ones like stable gains and Voyager and, and Celsius and all of these that were holding assets on behalf of people and they were buying into this UST basically as a security because that's essentially what it is now. You've now used that as a security to secure your funds that are you're holding on behalf of these other people because now you're getting into fiat because there's no value at all. So even if you were to sell it, you're not going to get any money out of it because you on the fair market, it's worth nothing. Now that gets the SEC's eyes on it to say, well, wait a minute. We probably should look at some of these and see if they're doing something very similar in concept to what this is talking about. As part of the investigation, they identify, and they didn't say exactly how, but they identified that there was an insider in Coinbase. And this Coinbase person, what this person did, and there was actually speculation this happened to SHIB and it could never be proven. This person somehow was able to know when certain tokens were about to be listed. This is fresh off. Coinbase's announcement that happened a couple months ago where they said they were going to be more open to certain tokens coming on board. And a person on Twitter looked at it and said, these are garbage tokens. Why would you be open to these? Some of these have been on for a while. Some of these were somewhat newer. 
this person somehow had inside knowledge. Okay, these are going to be listed. Here's the date they're going to be listed. Da, 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 da. And he told his buddies and his lady and, and whatever, hey, these are going to be coming soon. You need to get into this, man. Stack your bags. Now we're going to the moon. Deep, 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 which is insider trading in the stock market world. There is no such in the crypto world. However, it's still fraud because what you're doing is you buy a whole bunch of tokens knowing it's going to pump and then you dump it knowing it's going to affect other people. And it's, and it's based on inside knowledge. It's still a form of fraud. That's what the SEC is going after is these tokens. We're going after them because of this inside situation. But as we look at some of these assets, we also see these other things that look like they're truly securities and should be regulated as such. Binance US, which is the US garbage arm of Binance. It has nothing to do with Binance.com. They only spun it up to compete with U.S. money. Binance.us delisted specifically AMP. That was one of them. I don't know which other ones that they did, but I know they delisted AMP, and they just said, once we get regs, we'll consider relisting it. Coinbase said, screw you. We don't have any securities. What Coinbase is essentially saying is there's no law that says that we can't list these things, and we're going to keep listing these things, and SEC can go kick rocks because CFTC already said, no, these are not securities. CFTC said they're not securities because CFTC isn't concerned with securities. CFTC is simply concerned with it as a cryptocurrency, as in the blockchain, the data, the numbers, not the fiat equivalent. And so now you have this kind of tug of war between people have lost legitimate value in the cryptocurrency. They don't have value. If they don't have value, it doesn't matter when you go to sell it, you're not going to get any money out of it. The SEC cares about that that you've lost your value and the reason they believe that you've lost your value is because these organizations are largely unregulated with respect to securities. And because of this unregulated nature, it causes temptation for people like this dude to perform insider trading and defraud a bunch of people, which causes the exchange to then react, lock everybody, lock everybody else who didn't do anything wrong out of their funds. And now it's a larger issue. So there's different opinions about this stance. Some people are not on board with SEC doing this. Some people say, no, this is what we should do because, and I'm in this second pot. I don't agree with the ability to lock funds out due to decisions that that exchange made that were not the fault of the investor. I are, and Coinbase was right there with SHIB. When SHIB went live in Coinbase Pro, they launched it wrong. They launched the wrong price out there and a bunch of people were enriched and it tanked not only the sentiment of the project, but it tanked a lot of people that were not able to get in that wanted to make profit. Nobody caught out good except Coinbase and that whole fiasco. And they had locked people during that period of time. I am not a fan of the whole locking out of ability to trade and buy and sell and do everything. I'm not a fan of that at all. So I am, as I've always been, supportive of smart regulations that prevent them from doing those kinds of things. I don't believe Although it's not your keys, not your coins, and I support that, I simply don't believe that they should be allowed to restrict funds. And if they're going to be running insolvent as part of their business model, I do think regulation is necessary because I don't think that should be allowed. Like, if you're going to be, think of if you use exchange the way I say to use it, which is buy what you need and get out. That assumes they got money on hand to be able to do that. So if they don't keep enough money on hand to be able to do the basics of function of what they're supposed to do, then yes, I would support some smart regulation to lock that down because I don't think that's sustainable for cryptocurrency at all because unfortunately we have turned it into a commodity when we should not have. 
and we've tied it to fiat, which is what causes that scrutiny. So now the list of assets, I'll just call them out in case you have any interest in these. The I've only heard of like two of them. AMP, I'm familiar with. I've traded AMP. I, I, think, I think it's a decent token. I don't think it's great, but it is what it is. Rally, I'd never heard of. Derivadex, never heard of. XYO, I've heard of, never traded it. Rary Governance Token, I've heard of, never traded. LCX, never heard of. Power Ledger, never heard of. DFX Finance, never heard of. And Chromatica, never heard of. In the SEC's statement, they say, essentially, if you're investing money in a common something, and at the end of the day, there's an expectation of profit on the back end based on what you're doing, we're going to call that a security, and we're going to go after these different things. So in their mind, in some way, these cryptocurrencies are doing something along that line. It's not specifically around Coinbase, but Coinbase gets greater scrutiny for willingly listing them because it's creating that risk that SEC could come down on. What you're dealing with now is Coinbase is trying to lean on CFTC saying, but they're cryptos, they're cryptos. And CFTC already said the thing, CFTC never had the ultimate authority over what SEC's talking about. The government then made this worse because they tried to pass a crypto bill and the crypto bill wanted to pretty, pretty much give total authority to CFTC. CFTC to date has not been aggressive. Even if you go to their website, it's out of date. They haven't been aggressive on staying up on anything. As a result, people are getting ripped off left and right. And the SEC is the only one who's speaking up about it. This isn't to say that the SEC is 100% correct. Rather, it's to say at the end of the day, it is true under the Howey test. And I'm stressing this. This is not opinion. Read the Howey test. Under the Howey test, pretty much every cryptocurrency outside of the core tokens, many of the core tokens, fit in that qualification of securities or could. And once you start getting to the transaction part, that's where that thing tricks in. But I think we're going to get to a point where that fiat consideration is going to fly out the window. And they're only going to look for ones where there's a risk of loss, where there was an expectation of gain. So if you think of it that way, in the simplest form, if there's a risk of loss, then we need to define loss. Unrealized losses versus realized losses. And, and those are specific terms. We can call those out. What it means, in my opinion, and this is my assessment, and it's also based on having worked with the SEC in a distant past. My opinion is we have to get to a world where people are not realizing losses outside of their control. It, to me, it's that simple. And if we are going to have this trading mechanism where people can lose outside of their control, those should be regulated to prevent or mitigate the people behind those so that those people cannot be enriched and then run off and do whatever. They're targeting the centralized exchanges right now because the centralized exchanges ultimately are where fiat comes into play. As I said before, fiat is what they really, really are focusing on with the SEC not that it's cryptocurrency, but rather that ultimately you have a tie-in to the fiat side. And with the fiat side, people losing money, obviously it affects tax, it affects all these things. And remember, as I covered, if you heard me on casual talk, they are working to increase taxes pretty much across the board. And so any opportunity where you're losing potential tax revenue, it's just going to make people very sketchy and nervous. And that's what you're really seeing. So, High-level summary of this business, this is around money. This is around fiat, specifically money. It's not, it, it doesn't have to do with cryptocurrency in specifics. It has to do with fiat and the potential losses around fiat because it's fiat. 
they're targeting the centralized exchanges in what they're trying to find and what they're trying to attack. That's, that's what's driving it. That's what's pushing it forward. Once they get to a point later that they identify and get their act together and say, okay, here's what we really care about here. We care about X. Then they need to pick something and then, and then do something about it. Right now they haven't got to that point. So think that through. And do research. Look it up. It's a lot of information. I, I don't disagree. It's a lot of information. But it has broad-reaching ramifications because currently it's about fiat. I don't think it'll stay that way, nor do I think it should. I do think that any situation where there's a risk of loss of some kind, I think there needs to be um, some better solutions in place. Where does Coinbase go from here? Coinbase of all the, in the United States, at least Coinbase is one of the only exchanges that has done everything that they've been asked to do for trying to, you know, be all above board. Like think about Binance.com. Binance.com used to trade in the United States and then they backed out because they didn't want to do what the U S they knew was going to do. And then they created Binance.us and Binance.us is garbage. I would argue Robinhood's better than it garbage. And so no, hardly nobody uses it. So Coinbase is kind of the go-to for the United States. I would argue that this will pass. I think it'll go under the bridge. I think they'll, have, they'll come to some agreement. They'll settle with the guy that was doing inside trading. And they'll, they'll ultimately basically back out of certain assets on the platform. They'll just stop trading, which has happened before. They've had assets before where they traded them for a while. And then because of whatever that came out of the SEC, they decided not to trade them. Coinbase is trying to protect its bag as everybody does. That's all they're really doing. So that's my summary on that whole fiasco. I think it's, it'll pass. I think it'll take some time. I think there's a lot of smoke around it and I'm going to brief bullet those out real quick. Just so you know, uh, the attorney general out in New York, she's trying to go after any of these exchanges that are locking people out of their money. So she's asked for anybody in the United, in New York to let them know if they've been locked out of money in one of these exchanges so that they can go after it. I would call out New York because New York was one of the few holdouts for SHIB until the last minute. They refused to do it. In fact, they had actually bans on certain cryptocurrencies for this very reason. So then you then get into that other tug of war of do you completely ban it because it's whatever and then people go underground to get it, but then you mainstream it and say it's okay, but then they get ripped off and then it come back to you and then taxpayers have to pay for that. That's an open question. Voyager, when Voyager shut down, it turns out that there was a deal. I don't know why you would do this, but there was a deal. I, I, I do. It's press. There was a deal to pay these women half of their pay in cryptocurrency through Voyager. And, of course, Voyager crapped. So now there's an open question. These women have lost or are potentially losing half the money that they're entitled. And this is, this is one of those. It's like, don't just do these things to sound good on a presser, to sound good as a media snippet, to make yourself look good and get yourself over as a baby face. Don't do that. Be smart about what you're doing. And if you're going to do something like this, use credible sources to do it. Like they could have done the same thing through Coinbase and we wouldn't be having this conversation. They chose that because of the whole UST and Tether and greed. That's why they did it. And then, of course, they wanted to get their name in the paper and look good, and instead they look like idiots because now these women are being cheated out of money during a time where we're having conversations about women being underpaid. And then finally, Nomad, which is a bridge. And for those that know about Axie Infinity, of course, they had the Ronin bridge, and that was a sidechain bridge, and it got exploited. 
and it was one of the largest at the time. Nomad, which is another bridge, just got ripped for $190 million. <laughs> And apparently this bug was so, it was one of those where it's like, geez, this is like an open back door for people to come in and just take this money off the thing. And they're positioning it that they, Nomad, when I say they, allowed people to come in and take the money. This is very similar to me in what I see as to elephant money, which has never recovered since. They said they were going to, I haven't seen them. And so they said that the Nomad team, they said, okay, we're going to do uh, an upgrade of a thing, right? No problem. And they did all the process like they expected and they had done practices and everything's all good. And they changed the trusted accounts and all good. No problem. This is all normal. Problem is, is that when you do that, it's essentially, think of the, here's the analogy. I'm going to do an upgrade. I'm going to go ahead and upgrade my house and I'm going to add something to my house. And so I need to carry supplies in and out of the house, right? So I'm going to leave my door unlocked, my back door unlocked because I need to be able to carry something in here, right? So I leave it unlocked. Turns out the phone rings somewhere over here. I need to go get the phone real quick. Somebody sneaks in and steals something from you and it only takes a second if you know what you're doing. That's what happened here. They did a thing that unlocked temporarily, didn't know what they were doing, and then somebody exploited it, and then what they did is the, the baddies saw an existing transaction, and they basically just copied it. Copy, 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 and then just said, change the address to this. So <laughs> send, receive, right? It's like, yeah, instead of sending to that, why don't you send it to my address? And, doop, 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 and it just kept running the transaction because there was nothing blocking this. Like the most basic, I was when I read this, I was stunned but not surprised. And the reason I say I'm not surprised is because there's a, there's an order of operations you need to do in order to prevent something like this to happen. And you have to be very careful and pay close attention to what you're doing. And many of these bridges are being breached in a very similar way. Again, Axie infinity with Ronin, a qubit with Q bridge. And then now this business and it's, it's security related. And I want to stress I'm not saying that there was something wrong with the bridge. There was nothing wrong with the bridge. This is human. Many of these breaches, and arguably the vast majority of them, are human. There's a human somewhere that has either done something or failed to do something, and people are exploiting that. It's either that or it's social engineering. You know, like with Green Chart, and he gave the keys to the duck-faced girl that he was hot on or sweet on, and then she initially start draining the stuff. That's what it is. It's always humans, which is why if you've heard me say a lot of this business with the security and the risk and everything else and the, the SEC and all this stuff all goes back to humans that made decisions about how they think things should run. And when I do evaluations, I had to learn the hard way that at the end of the day, it's all about the people and the devs behind the project, trusting that they have your best interests at heart and that they're not just going off the profit and the greed. If they're going off the profit and the greed, you can guarantee they have not taken the time to think about things like security of the assets in the back end. When EverRise, EverRise, their whole staking, they used to have EverStake, and it got breached, but they had built it in a way that the only thing that you lost was the rewards that you gained. You didn't lose your core tokens that were in there. That was because they thought it through of the risk vectors, and they built it to try to mitigate what that risk vector could be in their design, which is what I was looking for. And the moment I saw that they had done that when they went to V3, they had my loyalty because I saw that they thought about me as an investor. And I, I have that same bar of expectation for everyone in these crypto projects. And frankly, none of them come close. 
because it doesn't matter. And unfortunately, greed drives this. It doesn't matter how much money you're expected to make. None of that's going to matter if it eventually gets drained due to somebody coming in and stealing the funds. Or like with lot pay with the car salesman 2.0, and they put this thing in here where they say, yeah, they're not going to steal the money, and then somebody figures out how to do it. Somebody's always going to figure it out. It's always about humans. Cryptocurrency itself, it, it's, it doesn't matter what the contract's doing. None of that matters. It's all about the humans. And if you believe in the devs, which goes to their messaging, it goes to how they're, they should explain to you how they're keeping you safe, right? And keeping your funds safe and protecting you. And no, it's not just about, oh, we renounced a dupe, dupe, dupe. It's not just about liquidity lock, dupe, 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 because we've seen many projects have come and gone where they were fully renounced or the liquidity was locked and it didn't make any difference. You still lost money because there are ways around that. And at the end of the day, all you can do is focus on the people behind the projects being willing to take care of you. And they should be willing to explain that to you in not in telescam, but on their website. So it's public. So everybody sees the same information, not, you know, that you can easily capture and hold them accountable to. And then the last piece is that people have to hold these people accountable. We have to hold these companies accountable, all of them. Whether it's a central exchange, decent exchange, a bridge, it doesn't matter. You have to hold all of them accountable to protect your assets. So my call to action is to think about, do we want a world that the outlaw mud show that we currently have, which is unregulated, blah, 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 or do we want something where certain things, certain protections are in place? I'm not suggesting that we lock everything down. I am suggesting that token providers and bridge providers and all these ones spinning up finance and talking about financial type things should be held accountable if they do something or don't do something that causes a risk of loss to the investor. I do think they should be held accountable with some rigid restrictions. And I think that should apply in every country. I would argue they're not going to do it because they know to do so would mean that many of these go underground because it's too late. It's something they should have talked about years ago, decades ago, and they didn't do it. So now that the cat not the horse is out of the barn, what do you do? Well, all we can do is the same thing we are doing, which is try to educate people, which I try to do and help keep people safe as best as I can. But FOMO is a strong thing. People are going to see the green candle. They're going to FOMO into it. Then they'll come to one of my channels and they'll ask me what I think about it. And I'm hesitant to cover it. If you're a triad member, I'll gladly do it. But I'm hoping that the triad members that join are educated people that don't want to get ripped off. They don't want to have their money stolen. They don't want to be taken for a ride by some joke crypto just because it has a temporary green pump. I'd rather get sustained wealth. Like that's the key, which is why I've always talked about this pump with Ethereum and Bitcoin. And I said that at the end of the day, these guys are where the money's coming back. That's where the money's coming back. And if you get in cheap and they do pump when they do pump, you're going to make out way more than you ever could on the garbage projects with less investment up front. People will choose to listen to me or don't. I support either. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm telling you that all these different things that are happening with the SEC chatter and the CFTC chatter and the bridge hacks and the, you know, all these different firms that are these finance firms that are being ripped and locking people's money. Nobody should really want that world. So, and you can't have it both ways. You can't have total outlaw freedom and then be protected on your money. So we can tell people, invest only what you can afford to lose. Unfortunately, people don't listen and they get triggered. As I said in my pissing match video, they get triggered when we try to call out these things. And it's happened multiple times. I've said, you know, made a bull run was a great example. I'm telling them this looks like it's a ripoff. You're going to get ripped. And all the people, all they say is the word jeet and all the other garbage. 
because they don't understand. And none of them will come back, give my credit to say, you know what? He tried to keep us safe. He tried to tell us these things. Maybe it's time we listen so we stop ripping, getting ripped off. And then I argue to close. I think some of this is a truly a, a sickness, an addiction for people, gambling addiction. I believe some people might be getting set off by their sense that they got to just go in off the candle and that they're going to be a millionaire someday. I don't do that, won't support it, and I will hesitate to recommend anything that's promoting that. I want projects that would keep people safe because why would you not want that? And if I'm alone in that, that's great. I'll be alone in that at Crypto Talk Radio. That's cool. And hopefully those that listen to me and they agree with what I'm saying will help spread the word. And hopefully we can get more people on board with a more sensible, conservative approach to cryptocurrency that will help calm down the chatter around regulation because we wouldn't need it because we're self-regulating. Self-regulation is where I like to go. I just don't think we're going to get there because we got too many kids that are coming to cryptocurrency trying to be a millionaire overnight or going off some garbage NFT that's never going to go anywhere. That'll do it for today's Crypto Talk Radio episode. I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. CryptoTalkRadio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do, we work hard to try to be different than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is that Basic Cryptonomics. If you want to find us on there, those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes. So you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.